This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 113. Coming up, we discuss why getting out of our comfort zones can be beneficial to our overall well-being. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's dedicated to navigating how we can improve our health and well-being through small, healthy habits we can start right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica, and every other week, we sit down with a certified expert and discuss topics that cover nutrition, fitness, a lot more. And on this episode, we're going to dive into the deep end of the pool on this idea of the benefits of getting out of our comfort zone. With me today is Wellbeing Coordinator for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, Marissa Jarrett. Marissa, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Chuck. How are you? You know, I'm doing well, thank you. How's the farm? You've got lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. Or is it just yaks, turkeys, and chickens? I forget exactly. A little bit of everything. Everything's going well over yeah. here. I had a little excitement yesterday when I went to leave and all of our sheep were out in the backyard, so I had to try and get them back in their pen, but all is good here. Wait, isn't that part of their gig, though? Aren't they supposed to mow the lawn for you, or do you <laughs> not do that? They were. They were happy to be out there. Do they? I mean... They do, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. They've eaten everything in their pen, so they thought they'd come to greener pastures. Wow. Well, we talk about this idea. We use the phrase, you know, in or out of our comfort zone, so it's something we jibber-jabber about a lot, but this idea is really important for us to consider how do we somehow stay in our comfort zone? We know it gives us some peace, but yet that can have us fall into a trap of just kind of the same old, same old. It's familiar, it's safe, leaves us free of anxiety. All those are good things. But then while that's healthy, we want to establish something like a new habit. That means we may have to step out of our comfort zone. And goodness knows, past couple of years, maybe we've all done that. Even communicating this way may not be comfortable for everybody, right? So getting out of the comfort zone every once in a while, uh, I guess, can be good for us, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, like you said, it's comfortable. You know, think about it. Our comfort zone is everything that we know. It's our relationships. It's our food that we eat. It's our roots going to and from work, you know, or just even the, our daily habits that we have here at home, you know, our circle of friends. So we get comfortable with that. We're at peace, at ease, like you said, Chuck, but getting out of it allows us to grow. You know, if we stay here, we kind of plateau and we don't know what we're missing. So getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, we offer ourselves the opportunity to grow, have a growth mindset and to really figure out what we can become, you know, to reach our full potential. That's interesting because if you're going to become something, if you're going to start something, you have to begin it, right? So somehow we've got to figure out a way to do some baby steps maybe to get us to the point where we feel comfortable about pushing ourselves to start something new. That can be just the part of it that's hard. Right. You know, and that's what they say. They say to decide what it is that you want to do and break it down into smaller steps, smaller tasks. And that goes for just about anything. You know, you're not going to wake up one day and say, I'm going to write a book. And, you know, at the end of the day, have a book written. So you might just start by journaling. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're going to start probably by journaling. And then maybe you're going to, you know, after a little while, you'll start writing blogs. And, you know, it's, it's those baby steps that get you comfortable with the process. What about those people that we meet in our lives? Maybe it's me or you, but people we meet in our lives that seem to be in the zone and they are super comfortable, right? They have found everything, their house, the way it's organized, everything is comfortable. And I think the question from them would be, well, like, why? Why would I stir things up when everything is comfortable? 
That is a very good question. I think we get comfortable. We're going to plateau, like I said, if we stay there and we're not going to know what we're missing. So when we step out, you know, of that zone, it can be scary, but we have to face our fears. You know, here's an example, you know, life's going to throw hurdles at you and you need to be prepared. You need to be able to, well, I don't know if you're ever prepared, but you need to be able to adapt to that, right? You know, maybe you're driving to work and all of a sudden you come upon a road closure. Now, you know, for some people, it may not be a big deal, but to other people, maybe they're late for work. Maybe they're not familiar with another route and they're not sure how they're going to, you know, make it to work or make it to work on time. So you need to be able to, you know, take a breath and just think things through step by step. I mean, if you're worried about getting lost, if you continue to make all right turns or you make all left turns, you're just going to end up right where you started from. And then, you know, we, we, we learn from our failures. Each failure is a lesson that we can learn from. So, you know, if you're going to fail, just think about what it was that you learned and then try and figure out what it is you need to do better to get where you have to go. You know, there's a word that I see bantied around and maybe I've only seen it more in corporate kind of settings or when people are hiring, but it's the word resiliency, right? So somehow we get pushed out of our comfort zone and we stretch a little bit. And one of the benefits could be, and I want to get your take on other benefits, other upsides. One of them could be that you're becoming a more resilient, adaptive human being. And again, goodness knows in the past couple of years, we've all gone through various things, including working from home, you know, getting Zoom calls, et cetera, that I think have pushed us. And then all of a sudden you get it and you think, wow, I'm, I'm okay. I did it. And that's it. And then the next time you're presented with a similar situation or even another unfamiliar situation, you can say to yourself, you know what? This happened to me. I got through it. I did it. I can do this. So you start getting out of that can I attitude to an I can do this attitude. You just look at what you've already done, what you've already accomplished, figure out how you did it, and just kind of apply those same principles to get there. You know, in addition to resilience, you're building self-esteem, you're building self-confidence. And with all of that, we just continue to grow and grow and grow as a person. Every time we learn something new, we're building new neurons in the brain. You know, they're building new connections, new pathways. Every time we learn something new. So our brain is kind of malleable. Our comfort zone's the same way. You know, we can stretch it a little bit each time we learn something new. And yes, it's safe, you know, so maybe we need to retreat back there every once in a while to process, you know, what we've just been through, you know, and then we venture out again and stretch that comfort zone a little bit bigger. And, you know, I see articles all the time, and you probably do as well, about this idea that regardless of what age you are, or what stage of life you're in, finding your purpose and your passion will give you a healthier and longer life. I mean, they literally can tell you that, you know, you'll extend your lifespan. Well, I find that interesting because if I'm in search of a purpose or passion, if I don't explore, if I don't learn, to use the word you just used, how will I know? You know, how will I discover that my new purpose is jumping out of airplanes? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me as a pilot that I would jump out of a perfectly good one. But you know what I'm saying? For some people, that's the exhilaration. And they go, this is it, man. I've discovered it. This is it. Yeah. And that's the fun part. I'll give you an example. My parents are in their mid seventies and we wanted to take them out on our sailboat when we got it a couple years ago. And my mom is not very fond of the water at all. So she very much stepped out of her comfort zone. And all we did, Chuck, 
was leave the little marina and go down this little calm river. And then we turned right back. I mean, we weren't on the water 15 minutes. I mean, we just literally went through this little canal and came right back. Well, this year, we took my mom and my dad, my brothers and my sisters. We went out for an afternoon. We didn't have a lot of wind, but my mom, that was like another step for her to get comfortable. She was out on Lake Huron. She was out on the big lake. We were out for three hours and she had a great time. Her and my dad walked out onto the bow of the boat. She was doing great. And then a couple weeks later, we took them out again. Well, we had wind that time, Chuck. The boat was heeled over. I looked at my mom. She was calm. Well, at least she appeared to be calm. She was helping us with the lines. My dad, I wasn't worried about my dad, but he was having a great time, you know, with the lines. And, you know, they're not going to go out and become sailors, but that was them and more my mom stepping out of her comfort zone, doing something that wasn't comfortable for her. And that's going to lead to other opportunities, other exciting things that she'll explore. Mm -hmm. So you need to go out there. You need to, you know, find some new opportunities. You need to talk to people. You need to try new things because you don't know, you know, meeting somebody might lead you to something else. You know, trying something new may lead you to new experiences. So it's all part of the process. And, you know, I relate so much to that. And yet I meet people in life that I know are not like me. And what I mean by that is I'm a learner by testing my top strengths, my number one strength finder strength is I'm a learner. So I love to learn about stuff. I want to know how this microphone is made. I want to know how we're connecting, you know, through the ether somehow. But not everybody is like that. And so sometimes I think I may be racing too fast to learn about stuff that really has no basis in importance. (laughs) You know, like I'm just learning about stuff all the time. And I look at people that are sitting there And they have found a comfort zone, if you will, by just kind of calming down their life. There's probably a huge upside to recognizing that too, right? To dial down the race of life and maybe find your comfort. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's always a good thing to come back and have that. You know, we're not saying to get rid of it. You know, when you're out there and, you know, you're jumping out of planes or, you know, you've got that thrill and that excitement, it's okay to retreat back to that comfort zone and allow yourself some time to process, you know, what you've just been through, but you don't want to stay there. You have to keep expanding it slowly, little by little. And isn't it funny how we've also come up with phrases in life, comfort food, right? For somebody who could be uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup, right? But it's funny, our daughter-in-law and son-in-law and son were over last night for dinner And uh, because all their spouses are traveling or working or doing something. So we invited everybody over. And uh, it was funny because our daughter-in-law is expecting in November. And she said out loud, one of the things I'm so looking forward to is the comfort, she used the word, in February when it's really cold of just laying there with my newborn, relative newborn, and just taking a nap. And I thought, wow, she's already focusing on what's going to bring her comfort down the road in February. My gosh, I'm just trying to plan next Thursday, you know. (laughs) That's exciting. But good for her, right? I mean, good for her that she's actually able to start focusing on a goal that while it may seem kind of, you know, slow and laid back for her, this is really an important thing that's coming. It is, yeah. And we all need to have goals to look forward to. We all need to have goals to work towards. And you just do it step by step, you know. When you think of doing something that scares you, Try and reframe, try and reframe that fear, try and reframe what's happening into a positive light. So, you know, you can work 
gradually towards getting there. And she'll have that opportunity because February is going to be here <laughs> sooner than we know. Yeah. Are there other benefits that you see that we haven't touched on about this idea of getting out of your comfort zone? Anything we haven't really touched on? You know, we've talked about adversity, right? We get to handle adversity uh, when we get out of our comfort zone. We've talked about a sense of purpose. We also get to grow emotionally. I think we get to learn a little bit about ourselves. And we also get to expand our skill set. The more things that we get to do, the more things that we're out there learning, we learn new skills, we learn new things that will help us, you know, so we get to learn about other cultures, for example, they say travel, do things on your own. So you mentioned your daughter, you know, down in New Zealand, she's out there experiencing her independence, something that she may, you know, and she's learning things that she may not have known about herself, had she stayed in that comfort zone. And, you know, we've got to move from our comfort zone where things are comfortable. We then kind of go into this, you know, and face our fears, face things that are kind of scary, but they're, they challenge us, right? We can take some risks. Then once that becomes comfortable, then we get to learn. So we're moving into like this learning stage and learning is always good for us. You know, we talked about every time you learn something new, you're creating new neurons in the brain, creating new pathways, and then you get to that growth mindset. And, you know, it might not be linear, you know, it might not go through each of those things because I don't think life works like that. Everything has ups and downs and, you know, things set us back from time to time, but that's ultimately where you want to go. We want to face our fears. We want to learn from them. You know, failure is a great teacher. Nobody became great on their successes alone. They failed somewhere along the line and then they learned from it and was able to move on. But then when we get to that growth set, we've reached our full potential maybe once we're there, we found our sense of purpose. So it's a journey. It's taking baby steps along the way. And you know, we've talked about in this podcast a couple of times, the idea of using that acronym SMART for SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, where the A is the word achievable, right? And I've always appreciated the simplicity of that idea that if you're going to go after a new goal, Try one that's achievable. You know, like I'm never going to have a Bentley, so why would I make that my goal? Right? I, <laughs> I can't afford to drive that car. But here's what I find interesting, and I'm listening to you, and I hear the positive attitude wrapped up in this. I've never really related to the A as achievable. I like to lead my life as something is almost achievable because that pushes me to then Maybe I will someday jump out of an airplane or maybe I will do something. You know what I mean? So I really appreciate that idea that part of this getting out of the comfort zone is nudging ourselves or having someone else nudge us like you with your mom and dad to get on the sailboat. Right. And then you discover, wow, I love it. Yeah. And and that's that, you know, that's what you have to do. You know, whether you, you know, find an accountability partner, you know, find somebody, you know, let's say you want to run a, a marathon, but you've never run before. Well, maybe you're going to start with, you know, something shorter, like a 5k. So find a friend who's, you know, on a similar path, and then you can, you know, push each each other, nudge each other in that direction. And then once you, you know, hit that, that, you know, that 5k, then you're excited, you're pumped, you're motivated, then you move on to the next stage. And then eventually you'll hit that marathon. And, you know, before you know it, you might be doing two or three, but it's, it's finding something that you want to do and then finding that motivation to get there. But it's not, you know, it's not easy. No, it's not easy all the time, but you know, everything that we want to do, diet or meaning lifestyle change, everything has you know, this notion that we've probably got to get out of our comfort zone. But I want to bring back 
to your area of expertise in well-being and health. So you've talked about the neurons, the connectors in the brain may grow. And so there's an upside there. Maybe we are going to get healthier physically or mentally, emotionally, but bring it into the realm of well-being, this idea of getting out of our comfort zone. What are the other positives and upsides for us to think about feeling, looking, maybe even acting better because we've pushed ourselves a little bit? You know, when we achieve something like that, Chuck, we become more confident in ourselves. So I think through expanding your comfort zone and learning new things, and once you get through that growth phase, you're, you're building your self-confidence, you're building your self-esteem, you're building your self-worth. You're moving from that can I attitude to an I can do that attitude. We've talked about my bodybuilding before, so I'm just going to mention when I thought about doing that I never thought I could go up on stage in a little bikini and perform in front of uh, thousands of people. That was definitely something outside of my comfort zone. You know, I, I embarked on that just to improve my own health, my own well-being. And people kept asking, you know, why are you doing this? Are you doing a show? You know, what are they talking about? So 12 weeks later, there I am standing up on stage. You know, I've got all these bright lights in front of me, thousands of people in the crowd. I walked out on that stage and when it was all over with, you know, people, I, I just, I felt so confident. I felt like I could do anything that I signed up for the next one a couple months later because I had so much fun. And it's like, I, I got out there and I forgot all of my fears and I'm like this, you know, it, to me, it was fun. I worked hard for something and I did it. And people would ask me later, you know, how did you do it? Oh, I didn't want to just tell them how to do it. I wanted to show them. I wanted to teach them. So that led me to go on and get some additional education. You know, I went through training. I, you know, ended up getting a certificate in personal training, but then that led to other things. I had my children early on and I didn't finish school. So I went back and I finished my bachelor's of science and then I finished my master's degree. So, you know, when you achieve something and you see what you're capable of doing, it just makes you want to go out there and do even more. Yeah. But you said something, it's like the lead story got buried here. As you started to talk about your journey in bodybuilding, you said you started and 12 weeks later, you were in a competition? I mean, 12 weeks doesn't seem like a long time to get the body to the point to go do a competition. That's astounding. I mean, that's awesome. It was hard work. Now, I did have like three months, you know, training going into it. But when I realized what it was and I made the commitment to the additional training, to the little bit more restrictive eating plan, yeah, it was 12 weeks from the time I decided to do that and step on stage. It was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of hard work. But I was determined to do it. You know, it was very uncomfortable. You know, I had to have people paint me. You know, I had to practice my routine in front of people I didn't know, you know, for weeks weeks on end, but that prepared me. All of those things kind of prepared me for being out on stage, you know, in front of those few people to, you know, thousands of people. And isn't that interesting that for you pushing yourself out of your comfort zone of, of working out, walking out on stage, I'm not diminishing the whole process, but that's the, the only part that I'm able to wrap my head around, <laughs> leads you then to say, I can take on just about anything now. So you go back to school, you get certified as a trainer, you get a master's. You know, those check marks are really on the upside. It's like it's looking for a stock market that's going in the right direction. You know, that was all leading you down a path that was uh, really great as well. 
I mean, it led me here, you know, to my job that I have today that I love and I'm passionate about, you know, and I I never want to stop learning because you never know where, you know, there's still room for me to grow. My comfort zone can still expand. Yeah. Well, any other well-being, healthy upsides that we should talk about as we start to wrap it up or takeaways that you want to give us for everybody? Because you've given us such great stuff today and a lot of encouragement. (laughs) Well, you know, Eleanor Roosevelt said, pick one thing that scares you and do it. So, you know, I I just love that Mm. quote. I think every day, just pick something that's you know, something that makes you uncomfortable and do it. If you have to find a way to make it a little bit more manageable and do part of it and then work your way up to completing it, do that. You don't want to miss out. You don't want to go through life having any regrets. I am so thankful that my parents got out on that sailboat. I am so thankful that they got up in an airplane because you know, especially at their age, that's going to keep them healthy. That's going to keep them, you know, vibrant. My three-year-old granddaughter was over last week. And one of the things that she likes to do is go into the chicken coop and get eggs. Well, I was in there a couple weeks ago and apparently on my way out, I got attacked by one of our roosters. So I did not want to take her in there. I did not want to take her in there. And when she was over the other day, she said to me, can we go get some chicken eggs? And I said, well, let's wait for Grandpa Ken to come home because there's a mean rooster in there and I don't want him to bother us. Well, she focused on the word mean rooster and I wish I could take it back because when Grandpa Ken did come home, I said, oh, Grandpa Ken's here. We can go get chicken eggs. And she says, no, I don't want to see the mean rooster. I think we still have eggs at home. But no, she's going to live with that And I'm like, oh, so now, you know, she's going to think that she can't go in there anymore and she's going to want to stay outside, you know, of the chicken coop. And I wish I could take that back. So you got to be careful what you say to kids when they're little because they're impressionable. And, you know, something just, you know, something as, as insignificant as that could really impact her as she goes through life, you know, because I watch her. She has no fear. You know, the geese come up and she's taking off right after him. She, you know, she sees Potbelly Pete coming through the yard and she goes off after him. She has no fear. You know, we were at the zoo and she was going after all the wild Canadian geese. So I think we have a lot to learn from kids. Kids just, they don't have fear. As we grow up and we become adults, we kind of fall into that comfort zone. So it's important that we don't get comfortable being comfortable, find things every day that scare you, do something about it, don't have any regrets, and just go through life and enjoy it and be the best self you can be. Yeah, great stuff. Well, Marissa Jarrett, Wellbeing Coordinator for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Great to talk to you and see you again. And uh, thanks for all the encouragement today. Wonderful stuff. Absolutely. Thank you, Chuck. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. And you should also know it's not just your three-year-old granddaughter. My brother has chickens up north and roosters, and there was one who wouldn't leave the hem of my jeans alone. So I understand the process. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody ever said farming was easy. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Be well. Thanks so much. You too, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're glad you've been with us. You've been listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show and you want to know more, you can check us out online. Go online and type in a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast. And you can leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. We get new episodes to you all the time. If you want them on your smartphone, on your tablet, any way you need them, be sure to subscribe to us, though, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And we're up to episode 113. So we've got a treasure trove of all kinds of information about health and wellness and well-being. I'm Chuck Gatica. Stay well. Stay well.